so much admiration for those kids. Oh yeah, I mean they were. Uh, you guys posted a picture the other night when it was snowing. You were out there practicing were out in the there. snow. I we suppose were. you have to because who knows you never what know. the weather could, could be. be snowing in New York. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Eight thirteen on this Wednesday morning. So glad you're with us on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eric's off for a few more days. Michelle Richards is in the house for Eric, and we're going to start here at uh, about eight thirteen with what happened in the elections. Were there any elections in Wisconsin last night? I don't think I so. Legislatures on you know on every other in terms of that. Obviously, the gubernatorial elections two years opposite the presidential election, which of course is big next year. So, but there were other states across the country that had election day yesterday. GOP candidates for president will debate tonight in Miami. More on who's in, who is out, and where you can watch that debate coming up. But the debate comes on the heels of these elections across the country Tuesday in various states with Democrats scoring key wins. Some in battleground states like Ohio, where voters approved including access to abortion in the state constitution, and they legalized weed. ABC's Andrew Dimbert. The Democrats' momentum nationwide surprising analysts. It comes despite a new poll showing President Biden trailing former President Trump by four points in a general election matchup. Even among voters younger than 35, Biden still trails Trump. And President Biden, well aware of that, looking to kind of ride this wave, obviously has work to do as a candidate, even within his own party. ABC's Andy Field. The president posting to social media that, quote, democracy won and MAGA lost, adding that voters vote, polls don't, in reference to recent polls showing Mr. Biden's approval rating sinking. The president saying Republicans in Kentucky spent $30 million on ads in a proxy campaign against him and lost big. So what we like to do always is try to read more into things, you know, extrapolate out results from one thing and say, what does that say about What's coming next? It's not it's it's apples and oranges. These are statewide elections, but it definitely showed a better night for Democrats across the country. There were Republican wins as well, but Democrats celebrating what they thought was a better night for them versus Republicans in various states. And we still have an entire year ahead of us (laughs) for the big one. Yes. A lot can happen in a year. I think one of the more remarkable results was in Ohio, where you have typically left issues, liberal issues, I'm getting, I don't want to call it overwhelming support, but these weren't squeakers. In a state like Ohio, which is considered to be a battleground state, but more right than left, you had the abortion issue back in the forefront, and you had legalization of marijuana, both again, which did pass. Those were referenda, and they appear to be, best I can read, that they're binding. Voters were able to put the one thing on securing abortion uh, as, as a right in the state constitution, and then also legalizing weed. So it wasn't just a would you like to maybe. Like these things are binding. And that carried in Ohio. So not sure if you extrapolate anything further out from that. Republicans, for their part, they're going to have a chance to answer all of it tonight. Third GOP primary debate is at 7 o'clock our time on NBC. The first two, I know the first one was on Fox. That was here in Milwaukee, but that was Fox News. I think the second one as well. So not a lot of people necessarily had full access to it. You could watch the, the highlights later or things like that. But if you wanted to watch the debate live, you had to have some sort of cable system that carried Fox or one of those apps. In this case, NBC has the debate, goes out to the whole nation. So it'll be TMJ4 here locally. Lester Holt will moderate. He's joined by Meet the Press, Kristen Welker and host Hugh Hewitt. So those are your moderators for tonight. 
and will still be crowded on stage. I think they've now confirmed the field. As of uh, earlier this morning, Michelle, they had not said which candidates had met the now more stringent criteria to make this debate. We have five, right? I think that's where we're at. Let me count them up here. Uh, We expect Governor DeSantis of Florida, Ambassador Haley, uh, Senator Tim Scott, Governor Chris Christie, and Vivek Ramaswamy. Expect all of them to be there. What did I count? Five? Yeah, that's five. Math is hard. (laughs) Math is hard. I was told there'd be no math. You know, what's interesting about that is it's five. It's it's better than eight in terms mm-hmm. of if you want to hear from these folks. Of course, former Vice President Mike Pence having announced what, earlier this month or late last that he is out of the running. So now you get to hear more from each of these candidates, which I think people are thirsty for. But still too many, according to former RNC chairman, former White House chief of staff and Wisconsin guy, Reince Priebus. He predicts this. This big field, if it holds with a lot of these candidates in it, just plays into the hands of former President Trump. As long as there's going to be five or six candidates on that stage, they're not, barring some unforeseen thing that we just don't know about right now, they're not going to be able to take out Trump with five or six people on that stage. And the president knows it, and that's why he's not going to the debate. Yeah, of course, former President Trump skipping all the debates thus far will skip this one as well with massive leads in the polls against the rest of the field. In fact, uh, we get news releases regularly from the former president's office and his various links or sometimes their statements or people that have said other things about him. And one of the things he said one time is cancel the rest of the debates. This is over already. Oh, boy. And. The point not only about the debates and the polls and all of that, but if all of these folks stick with it on the GOP side through the primaries, what you have is what you had in 2016, which was in 2016 in the primary elections, more people wanted not Donald Trump to be the nominee. But that group of people was divided up against, in the early stages, several candidates, in the late stages, at least two more. And so President Trump was in the states that are winner-take-all instead of dividing up the electors. He was able to, or dividing up, I'm sorry, the delegates, he was able to win the majority and therefore would carry all of those delegates into the convention. And that's how he was able to get the nomination. Same thing could play out here again as he seeks the nomination. If we're dividing up the, I don't want Donald Trump to be the nominee, that whole crowd among five, four, even three people, President Trump for sure carries the day. So that still you know, continues right there. Again, Trump skipping all the debates thus far, continues to have these massive leads in the polls. NBC has the debate tonight. It's 7 o'clock our time. Coming up, former Brewers manager, I still can't believe I'm saying it like that, former Brewers manager, Craig Council, did talk to a few reporters, uh, among them Adam McAlvey. He's a beat writer for MLB.com, and he covers the Brewers for Major League Baseball or MLB.com. And we talked with Adam this morning. He got a chance to speak with former Brewers manager Craig Council yesterday. We'll tell you a little bit about their conversation coming up next. Debbie's got an update on the roads here at 820. He said, hello. Oop, there we go. Sorry about that. (laughs) Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Uh, Yes, we have uh, backups southbound on 43 as you're making your way down, uh, basically from Silver Spring, all the way down past Burleigh. Then it opens up. You're good to go through the Marquette. We've got westbound 94 backing up from uh, about 17th Street all the way through the stadium interchange. And we've also got the eastbound side backing up from 84th through the stadium as well. And southbound 41. Lots of company from Silver Spring all the way down past uh, Burleigh. I'm Debbie Lazaga with your WTMJ Johnson & Sons Paving Time Saver Traffic. 
There's no better green and gold insider than from the man who wore the green and gold himself, Mark Tauscher. The thing you hear all through training camp, if you're an undrafted free agent or a late pick, is, hey, you're trying out for our team, but you're also putting film up there for the other 30 Mark Tauscher is our green and gold insider every Wednesday at 415 on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. I like his moxie. You know what? We're going to keep him on the 53. Presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Vince Petrano here for Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I forgot to ask Snide. Brandon Snide, sports guy here. He had Pella out at, at the home yesterday. Got the in-home consultation he's looking for. Would you believe it? I've been talking about it for a year. A brand new patio door. Just like what I got. We well, can't have it just like what I got because I got it custom because I had to because my house was built in the late 60s and there's nothing standard about my house, which is why I wanted to go with Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin because of their ability to custom design anything to fit not only your style, but literally to fit in the spaces and openings in your home. And I wanted a product that I knew was going to be sealed tight so it can help me save on energy costs year around. You want to replace those drafty old windows and doors? Get in touch with PellaWI.com right now. Here's the offer they're making that you can't find anywhere on anything. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you get your order in by November 30th. And they still have time to come out to your home and give you that free in-home consultation. No interest, no down payment, up to 36 months when you order new windows and doors from Pella, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Again, you got to order by the end of the month. Get them in your house now. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. I love the Fox and Hounds. WTMJ's Chad Mark here. Here, the historic restaurant was recently voted one of the top supper clubs in the area. First opened in 1933, it's been serving fabulous dinners for almost 90 years in their rustic timber structure. When you buy one dinner, your second dinner is free seven days a week. Buy one, get one free. Every Wednesday, when you buy one world-class prime rib dinner, your second prime rib dinner is free. Order any dinner on the menu. Your second one is free. Made from scratch desserts. Buy one, get one free. Add a Manhattan and Old Fashioned or choose from over 100 wines to accent your dinner. The Fox and Hounds is family-owned and one of the most unique and affordable supper clubs in Wisconsin. Your second dinner is always free. Just off Highway 167, two miles east and in the shadows of the beautiful Holy Hill Shrine. As the seasons begin to change, the drive is just beautiful. Got to check it out. Enjoy a free prime rib dinner tonight or any entree. Tables are still open. Reserve at foxandhoundsrestaurant.com. It'll lift your spirits. It's the famous Fox and Hounds. Hey, WTMJ's John Work here. Here, Guthrie and Fry provides the best water service at the most competitive prices. Water softeners, iron filters, well pump and service repair, salt delivery, they do it all. They take care of their customers like their family. They protect the water in my house. They say better water makes a big difference, and it sure does. Let them take care of you the way they take care of me. It's Guthrie and Fry since 1974. GuthrieFryWater.com. Better water makes a big difference. Guthrie and Fry. We had an extra second. I let it play. That's okay, Michelle. You're rocking out over there. Well, where do you jump in on that? Like, it's so good. The whole verse is good. Former Brewers manager Craig Council now getting his side of the story out a little bit. We've lost Craig, but Craig has lost us. 
and our community also. As we heard extensively from Brewer's owner, Mark Antanasio, following the news that council is set to be introduced as the next manager of the Chicago Cubs next week. You can't make this stuff up. It's for real. It's happening. I talked to one friend, and I don't want to out who it is, but somebody you would know, but just talking about uh, owner Mark Antanasio's statements and how the Brewers responded to that, and he called it a pouty news conference. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I disagree. I guess you know. I I think we're going to be okay. I think things are okay. I'm learning to to live with this. I'm actually a little bit fired up. I'm actually a little bit inspired. I hope our our clubhouse is inspired. If we get the right manager in there, to really do some damage here and say, okay, gauntlet's been laid down. Fine, let's go. But as far as what Craig Council has said, didn't do anything when the news broke. I think that's pretty standard. You let that all settle out. Go hide somewhere and just. Let things settle. But uh, Craig Council did speak with a few reporters following the news, and among them was a friend of the program and writer for MLB.com, Adam McAlvey. And we talked with Adam earlier this morning, joined us live to talk about how that conversation went. And he said, you know, Craig got a few guys together. He knew that people would want to hear from him. I haven't seen any recorded. I don't think he did any video or any audio, but a number of writers have have quoted Council and uh couple of things that he wanted to get out there. McAlvey told us that council is framing this as a, I needed a new challenge. Which a valid reason to get a new job. I guess. I'm not sure I fully buy that. It's a very vague answer. Yeah. And I'm not saying like he's lying or whatever, that, that, but he's set this up in his mind of, well, I need a new challenge. I guess is the new challenge. Like I've tried here for, what is it? Nine seasons tried here to bring a, a World Series back to Milwaukee. I tried and tried and tried. I banged my head against that wall, and I wasn't able to do it. I'm going to set up a new challenge with some new people and see if maybe we break through there. Obviously, the money a factor as well. There was nothing explosive in the quotes that I read from Council, um, as you would probably expect. I'll read a couple of you from Adam McAlvey at MLB.com. This would be Craig Council's quote. People's re- this is good because he knows people are pissed. I don't use that word lightly. He knows Brewers fans are upset. He himself is a kid from here. A Brewers fan has talked about the pride that he's had in our community. People's reaction to this, it's fair, Council said. Not upset with people's reaction. I understand people are mad. That's part of this. It's part of what makes this hard. Sometimes you just have to try to think above that and do what you think in your heart is right for you and the people around you. Sounds like a bad breakup line. (laughs) <laughs> it's not me, it's you. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. Whoops, I did the line backwards. <laughs> you know what I meant? Yeah, a little bit of like, listen, this I'm going through something here. Obviously, the money is a factor. You know, I'm. there was more money offered the Cubs. I do kind of respect that it's really coming out that he didn't come back to the Brewers and say, okay, can you beat this? Like, he heard an offer that was amazing, and he said, okay, I'm going to do that. Deal. Right, and then rip the Band-Aid off, tell the Brewers' ownership, listen, this is what I'm doing. No, I don't want you in a bidding war. I don't want you to, well, what if we did this? I'm not asking you to do that. I'm taking this deal. Let's be done here. Another quote from Council in MLB.com's reporting by Adam McAlvey. It's because your connection to people doesn't change. I'm not planning on any of that changing, and your connection to a community doesn't have to change because of this. I know it's because of baseball that maybe people know who I am, but that has nothing to do with my connection to this community. I think that's separate. I know fandom says it's not, but I think it's separate. We'll see, because this one stings for a lot of people. And a lot of folks, and I'm not saying it's right, but a lot of folks view it as a betrayal. 
one of our own guys who knows how hard it is for us, who knows how hard the Brewers have struggled, who knows we're a small market team, who wants, just like all of us, to bring a World Series back to Milwaukee. And he got to the end of the road here and said, no, I don't choose you anymore. He walked away. And you choose the enemy. And then, on, yes, and then on top of that, it's the Cubs, no less. And he's going to be out there how many times a year trying to beat this Brewers team. And we'll probably see him in the playoffs trying to beat this Brewers team. So I don't, I don't know if we can separate that out. He walked, and he's going to have to own that, and we'll have to deal with it. The other really important thing that McAlvey addressed was, and you wouldn't expect Council to go out and start bagging on the Brewers and say a whole bunch of explosive stuff, but I did wonder whether there's something organizationally broken that he saw that would give us concern. There's been a lot of speculation about that. Uh, Greg Pancake Hill produces the program. Do you have that question I asked him? And no one expected anything other than Counts taking the high road and not getting into how this all played out or bagging on the organization. But did yeah. he say anything to indicate that we have something to worry about in terms of the future of the Milwaukee Brewers, that somehow, whether it be ownership or management, that things aren't right there, which is why he left? Well, we did specifically ask him that. And not like, was there some big rift or any dramatic departure? Just, you know, was was it less? Uh, you know, were things going less smoothly with, with either management or ownership that led to this? And he said absolutely not, that he, you know, had great relationships with both of the essentially GMs, David Stearns and Matt Arnold, and, and Mark Atanasio, and said their phone call on Monday, he really, uh, you know, really was impressed with how, how graceful, as counsel put it, uh, Mark Atanasio was when he got what had to be absolutely gobsmacking news. So where I'm at with this today, it's kind of like when you're playing golf and you're in a competition and some guy's got a putt, right, that maybe wins the hole, <laughs> okay? And it's a buddy of okay. yours and you want your buddy to have a good day, but uh-huh. you don't want him to beat you either. So he's got this one putt. If he makes it, he wins the hole or wins the tournament, however you want it. And you say to him, put it close, pal. <laughs> 8.30 on Wisconsin's Morning News. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Vince, delivery drivers have to deal with a lot of stuff, right? Like, they're always out there every day. They have to deal with the weather, sometimes some cranky customers, maybe. Yeah, I think of the main issue being, like, what you're seeing out on the roads, right? Right. People are impatient. You're driving into neighborhoods. I mean, I don't don't know what we did before, like, MapQuest and, you know, Siri telling you where to go. Yeah. You found stuff. (laughs) That's an issue. Not Um, the worst part, apparently. (laughs) No, it could be worse. Uh, an Amazon delivery driver is talking about her weeks-long recovery after she was attacked by a rattlesnake. Oh. ABC's Rhiannon Alley. Monet Robinson says she was delivering packages in Palm City, Florida, when she felt a sting on her leg. Scanned a package, put it down, and then go to take the picture. I felt like a bee sting. But it was not a bee. It was an eastern diamondback rattlesnake. The highly venomous snake was still at the front door when deputies Mm -mm. arrived. It was coiled up by the Amazon package. Robinson and a neighbor called 911, not realizing the seriousness of the bite until she got in the ambulance. And I could hardly breathe because my airway was like closing. My throat was like swelling. Robinson spent nearly three weeks in the hospital fighting for her life. Oh, not good. No, not good at all. And the just rattlesnake to, stayed on the scene. Just to see how it all turned out. Like, oh, oh, my yeah, gosh. I did that. Uh, not not something you would consider. Thank you, delivery drivers. Of the job, yes. For thank everything you. you do. Every day. 20 minutes before 9 o'clock. Coming up next, what's it take to get to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? We're going to talk with a couple of local band directors who are making it happen for Wisconsin this year. That's next on Wisconsin's Morning News.
645 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Thanksgiving Day. This year's some Wisconsin pride on display in New York City. The Greendale High School Marching Band, one of 12 invited to march in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, will be Greendale's second appearance in the nearly century-old tradition. In the interest of full disclosure, I've mentioned to you all, I'm a band dad. My daughter Olivia is on the dance line for band. And Michelle Richards, who's in for Eric, your niece. My niece is in Brand the color guard. In color mm-hmm. guard. So fantastic. We're well represented today. But I always look for the local bands in the parade. And I hope a lot of folks do as well. I'm excited to be joined in the studio this morning. Director of bands, Tom Reifenberg, and associate director of bands, Liz Parsons. So great to see you both. Good to be good here. Soon yeah, my kids in school, us. right? We, we, we hope. don't see her yes. till the afternoon. <laughs> we hope, right. Okay, real yeah, good. See you later. So, Walk us through what it takes for, because I always look for the Wisconsin bands and many of our local bands who are fantastic have had an opportunity to march there in this parade. What does it take to get to Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? In any given year, there's 150 groups from across the country that apply to be a part of the parade. And the people, the Macy's people are awesome and they're looking for different types of performances. They don't want cookie cutter bands that are going to do the same thing each year. They're looking for a representation from across the country, a, a Midwest group, a Texas group, a Florida group. And they, they liked what we had to offer. Liz, when uh, you guys went, what, in 15? Was that the last time? 16. 16. Okay. What are you taking away from that process, having been there and experienced that, that now you know that maybe <laughs> maybe you didn't know before? I think literally just the entire process of the trip for how much you pack in a day for the students to what that Thanksgiving parade morning looks like and the process that they're going to go through. And having been through it, it was really helpful to plan for this time. So I understand they get up on Thanksgiving Day, like in the middle of the night to head over for what all precedes them actually marching down the street. So NBC wants to see every band perform their routine in uniform. And so that in order to do that, the only time you can do that in New York City is the middle of the night. So <laughs> right. every marching band from, from 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. is performing their routine. And what's really interesting is that is also the the night before Thanksgiving, which is an interesting oh, sure. evening. Oh, yeah. sure. Night. <laughs> right. So you've got high school kids going down to get ready to perform in front of all these cameras for NBC. And you've got some people going back home at that time as well so it's a, it's a good learning experience for them well, i'm excited for everybody to be able to see the band because uh, i do want to uh, talk about this a little bit please congratulate your 2023 wsma class double a state marching band champion green most of the kids in fact probably all of them in your band right now were not alive the last time that was not the announcement at the WSMA championships. 18 years in a row. Do you feel like, I've asked you this before, do you feel like now other bands are starting to catch up? Like, how do you win every year? I, when people ask that, it's always interesting to, to answer because it's, it's, not, it's never about winning. You don't go into this activity trying to win. It's it's not like sports where you can play defense. Like we, we can't go make somebody else perform worse. You and, can't and, scheme for right, right. <laughs> what are they going to do? And you don't want that. And when we set out several years ago to, to improve the quality of what we're doing, we wanted to try to raise the bar for everybody in Wisconsin to do to to just be better overall because the activity is better and it's it's ultimately just high school kids doing this activity. And the only thing separating them is their zip code. 
Yeah, and there there are great bands across the state, Liz. I'm so impressed always sure. by you know like Oak Creek, and they you don't compete in the same division. Oak Creek's got a great band. Waukesha North has a great band. I'm from Wauwatosa East. I see them in competitions. A lot of fantastic bands here. For sure, and as you said, the the kids in our program they weren't alive the last time that they didn't hear that announcement, and because of that, I think we try really hard to make it about the hey, the only thing separating you from other band kids is your zip code, and I think. Our kids do a really good job about cheering other bands on and saying, great show, good job, love your uniform, stuff like that. So we really make that a big part of our culture. I think the other thing that helped helped get us to this point is when we started going to the national level competitions. And it's kind of like high school sports. You see the same football teams be good year after year. Well, if they're going to level four of the playoffs, they're getting an extra month of practice. Oh, yeah, sure. We're going down to Indianapolis, usually, if we're not going to New York, every November. That's an extra month of practice. Well times a decade that's that's a lot of time mm-hmm. that we're putting in the marching band that other schools might not be doing and i think that just builds over time tell me more about the day itself so two to four in the morning everyone's up everyone's playing in the streets of new york or wherever they're playing i can't imagine trying to get any sleep if you're anywhere near where this is happening um oh, yeah, but there's that right <laughs> you got all these bands banging around mm-hmm. yeah they uh, won't <laughs> But like, you know, so after 4 a.m., like, are, are we lining up? Uh, you know, how long are they marching? Are they stopping and doing their thing? Like, how does this all look? We're getting some breakfast after we rehearse, and then they'll have some a lot of hurry up and wait time when we yeah. line up and get ready for the parade. And the parade itself is about two and a half miles, so it's about an hour of marching. And then um, they line up and go right into the Macy Star performance for the TV portion. What's interesting is it's so it's a two and a half mile parade, and you're you're really pumped up for it, and your kids your kids are excited, and everyone's it's, you're going through and you're playing loud and you're getting to it. But then the part that's on national TV in front of forty five million people is at the end yeah. of that. Oh man, you can't lead with that, right? <laughs> right. I suppose right. it ends at Macy's, Which, right? Right. It ends okay. in front of in Herald yep. Square. So you start up by Central Park and you make your way down, and so you've got to balance saving some of that energy and having that adrenaline push you through after you've done the whole parade. So that's kind of the challenge. So last night's rehearsal, actually, for the first time, we did two over miles. two miles yeah. just to get them used to how that feels and playing in the cold for two miles before they have to go out and do the star. It was so much admiration for those kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were. Uh, you guys posted a picture the other night when it was snowing. You were out there practicing out in the there. snow. I we suppose were. you have to because who knows never what know. the weather could, could be. Could be snowing in New York. I'm playing a little bit of, uh, so I was out to rehearsal the other day. Hooked on a feeling is what Hooked you're going to march down yeah. the street to. What was the thinking behind that? We, we always, and this is our feeling whenever we program anything for marching band, we try to do something that's relatable to everybody, something that people will recognize regardless of age or background. And... We chose the song because it, it's it's still popular. Our, our kids, when we announced it to them, our students were like, yeah, let's hook that feeling. That's awesome. And yeah. it's, a, it's just a lot of fun. It's not always the case when we talk about older songs with them. Like They're like, I don't know that song, but they all knew this song. Talking with Tom, Tom Reifenberg, Liz Parsons from the Greendale High School Marching Band. Do we know when we're going to see you, what point you are on the, on the parade route when we're watching they, on TV? They have not announced it yet. They kind of keep that under wraps for a little bit longer. The parade itself is from 8.30 a.m. That's a half hour earlier. 8.30 a.m. to 12 noon in every time zone. So it's on a little bit of a delay if you're not on the East Coast. Uh, but they have not let us know. They did not let us know yet where we are. Okay. Well, I will make sure to do that as soon as we find out. Best wishes as you get my kid and... <laughs> Michelle's niece and all these other kids all set to go out there, and uh, I know you'll do us proud. Thank Thank you. you. 8.52 on Wisconsin's Morning News.
WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. WTMJ 5-Day Forecast is sponsored by Dave Dre Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Get through today, then it gets pretty nice for November. Scattered showers today. Cloudy and breezy with a high of 53 degrees. That rain will come to an end tonight, low down to 41. Then mostly sunny skies on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Each day temperatures in the upper 40s to low 50s. And then Sunday, partly sunny with a high of 52 degrees. What can you believe we're talking about Thanksgiving already? Coming up quick. And coming up even quicker than that. WTMJ Steve Scafidi. WTMJ Now with Steve is up next.